remember having a conversation with uh, a lady once who had quite a difficult marriage, quite a difficult husband, unfortunately, and he had various addictions, namely, namely alcoholism. Uh, so he would have drunken too much, and obviously then all the consequences of that then just being absent to her, absent to the children, uh, wasting money, you know, finding it hard to, to, to make ends meet and to pay the bills and so on and so forth. And she had to kind of hide money to one side in order to have enough to feed the family, feed the kids. And just a, a very, very difficult environment uh, for her and, uh, and for the children, of course. But she said the absolute worst thing, the worst thing, that aside, let me like difficult and, and tragic and all as that was. He said the absolute worst thing was that he was unfaithful. He betrayed her. And it's, it's interesting that uh, we can we can deal with a lot of. There's a lot of things we can deal with. There's a lot of things that we can tolerate. There's a lot of things that we can maybe even accept. Uh, but there's something about betrayal that's just heart-wrenching. It just cuts right to the core. I think for a lot of these other things, uh, they're somewhat external. You know, if a person has a tendency to drink too much or has a gambling addiction, um, hopefully you see them struggle against it occasionally. They're, they're trying, they're, they're doing their best. They, maybe they get a bit of counselling or support or AA, whatever it may be, and they're, 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 trying, to, they're trying to overcome this. Or if they're not trying to overcome it, at least you might understand that they do this because they came from a family where this was normal. Or they've seen this at home and they've grown up with this, with this influence and you know, at least there's some way of kind of understanding it. There's some kind of external reason for this or an external understanding of it. But betrayal, if someone chooses betrayal, that chooses to betray you, that's something very, very different because that, it doesn't happen like that. A betrayal happens after a series of smaller compromises. So you see the person, you find them attractive, you talk to them, then you start to talk to them in a certain way that kind of draws them to you, and so on and so forth. We know how it goes. Well, ho hopefully, actually, hopefully you don't know how it goes, but, uh, but that's, you know, it's, it, doesn't happen, it doesn't happen immediately. It's, it's a series of conscious decisions to, 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 to lure this person in. I was even talking to someone else recently, and uh, they, they were describing how a friend of theirs, a guy, and his wife had just... Uh, semi-separated, se separated more or less. They, they, they've separated. Uh, not formally yet, but they, they've separated. And it was just shocking, this friend said. It was shocking to see how quickly uh, ladies in the village contacted this guy hearing, oh, we heard you after breaking up with your wife. Do you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, if you ever need a shoulder to cry on, I'm always here for you. I mean, to be honest... I've always liked you, even since secondary school. You know, like, in as soon as there was a gap at all, they're in. Like, just, uh, I don't know if that was always the case, I don't know, but just when I heard that, I thought, that's so, it's so dangerous, so sinister. Because there's something about betrayal that's, that's, that's worse than so many of these other sins or weaknesses. I think what makes it worse is when you... You can't, yeah, you can't be betrayed by someone you don't care about, right? If, uh, if some randomer out there prints some story about Holy Family and says, I don't know, we're all a cult or something. I mean, it's bad. It's, I wouldn't be exactly uh, pleased about that. But it's not a betrayal either. Whereas if, if someone from Holy Family 
someone from my own personal family, my, my family, were to write an article saying that it was all whatever, you know what I mean? It was all, I don't know, brainwashing or, or uh, Catholic fundamentalism or, or something like that. That's very, very different. That's very different because that's then someone I know, someone I love, someone I trusted. I think that's what makes betrayal so much more cutting than many of these other failures. When someone betrays you, you have trusted them and maybe even to a degree you've given them a part of your heart and that's, that's thrown back in your face, that's wasted, that's dropped, that's ignored and that's what makes it so painful. Now we imagine then Jesus who, who loves, who cannot love any other way than love with all of his heart and therefore he loves also Judas and as we were saying yesterday it's, it's quite likely that Judas was actually right beside Jesus during the Last Supper so it wasn't so much John and Peter but quite likely John and Judas because someone who has dipped so someone whom, to whom I will give the bread that I have dipped will betray me so he was within an arm's distance John was on this side so it's kind of hard to reach over it's quite likely Judas was right beside him so Jesus loved him and even initially Jesus chose him now okay this, this gets a small bit did Jesus know he would betray him? Well, yes. I mean, the scriptures foretold it. Was Judas free? Well, yes, he was free. Even, okay, do you get it? It's not, not the easiest kind of question. Like, uh, God knows everything that's going God knows what's going to happen before it happens anyway. So it's not that Judas wasn't free to betray him or not. Of course he was, but God already knows what's going to happen. So that doesn't mean that we're not free. It just means he already knows. It's not a contradiction. Uh, so Judas was free. Judas was free. He didn't have to betray him he was free to do so or not to do so and we saw a couple of days ago when uh, Mary pours this nard out on, on Judas's feet uh, sorry on Jesus feet and Judas remarks why wasn't this ointment sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor so that's quite a sum of money 20 ish 25,000 euro why wasn't the money given to the poor and then immediately the, the evangelist comments he said it's not because he cared about the poor because he didn't care about the poor he used to help himself to the contributions. So but Judas didn't understand love. Judas didn't understand the kind of love he was being offered by Jesus. This self-emptying love, this merciful love, this divine love. Judas did not understand it. Judas didn't know how to receive the love of Jesus. And I think these are two points which are, are interesting for, for, for you and I. Number one, and this is, I'm sorry to say it, like, but... Uh, where do I betray the Lord? Where do I betray him? He has trusted me. He has called us into his family as Christians. He has washed us clean in his blood. Therefore, he trusts us. He loves us and he has brought us into his family. Where do I fall short? Where do I betray him? It's a horrific thought. It's awful. But yet, isn't that what sin is? Isn't that, isn't that what makes sin bad? Sin is, it's, it's a betrayal. I know what the Lord wants. I know part of his plan for me, at least I know what I shouldn't be doing or what I maybe should be doing today, and I choose not to do it. I have an opportunity to be merciful, and, and, I, and I choose to, to speak badly. I have an opportunity to be, to be positive, and I choose to be critical. I have an opportunity to serve, and I choose to, to dodge and, and hide and, and do my own thing. I have an opportunity to pray, and I spend it on my phone. I have an opportunity to, to tell the truth, which is going to be difficult, because there are going to be consequences. 
And I say, I dodged, I lie. I'm looking at my phone and I see there's a, a, a new fashion line from the Kardashians which shows more than it should. And, oh, I might have a look at that. It's not, it's not bad, is it? It's not too bad. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Or, or, and a, a couple of years ago, I remember saying during, during a, a talk, I never thought I'd say those words, but I, I said, you can't watch Game of Thrones without sinning. That, that program, you can't watch it without sinning. Because it, it, those kind of things, like they're so suggestive, either sexually suggestive or violent to, to a degree that is just not, not normal. Uh, you can't watch that kind of thing and just imagine the Lord sitting beside you in any way kind of enjoying this entertainment. Because it's not. It's, it's not good for the soul. So I choose that because it's thrilling or I, kinda, I know it's bad and there's a kind of a thrill about doing bad things at times. Uh, but I know it's not from God. I know it's not good for my heart, for my soul. Not to mention then far more serious things like actual betrayal, actual addiction, uh, actual sexual deviation and all those kind of things that, 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 that happen too. Sin is a betrayal. And we do it. What makes it so bad is that the Lord has trusted us. He's given us his heart. Uh, even our first reading today, um, the Lord has given me a disciple's tongue so that I may know how to reply to the wearied. He provides me with speech. Even just to focus on that today, the power of my words, the power of my words to edify, to lift someone up, to be, to be a kind of a positive influence, and to, 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 if someone is struggling for whatever reason, and by my words, I can lift them up. By my words, I can speak positively about them to others so that others lift them up. Or I can push them down. Yeah, they'll always be that way. They're only from Dublin. And just keep, keep, keep everyone down. Do you know? And spot the, spot the weakness immediately and talk about that. Or do I spot the virtue? Do I spot the, the good thing, in the good things, the good aspects of the other person and lift them up? The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue so that I may know how to reply to those who are weary, those who are beaten down. Because all of us in some way are tired or stretched or busy. And by my words, I can make life easier for others. I can be Christ's influence in my little sphere of influence. I can be his consoling word. We have so many opportunities to do good. Every day we have so many opportunities to do good. And because of that, we also have so many opportunities to, to not do good. To, 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 so many opportunities that we can miss. So many opportunities where, where we can sin. Where we can betray the Lord. So if the Lord trusts me, I want to be worthy of that trust. And regardless of how many pieces of silver jingle in a bag, Lord, I never want to betray you by my thoughts, by my words, by my actions. Lord Jesus, give me a disciple's tongue. Give me a disciple's heart. Lord, teach me to love you as you deserve. 
Judas didn't have to betray you. He was given the same graces and the same opportunities as every other apostle. He was given the same teaching as every other apostle. Lord, we have been given everything we need in the sacraments, in our daily communion here, in our confession, through the virtue of our baptism, we have been given everything we need. Help us, Lord, to draw from those graces and be the disciples and the missionaries that you're calling us to be. Help us, Lord, never to betray you. Amen. So, dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One, that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also there's youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is, is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.